0: God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, 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 and even you. Welcome to the Midweek Power Nugget where 15 minutes of your day can change, will change. If you allow God to speak into your life, it will change your entire life. So grateful to God that he has given us yet another opportunity to be in his presence with him So grateful to God that he steps out of who he is to become what we need him to be in this hour. Grateful for another day in this life's journey. Thankful for another moment in our lives. Nothing's been promised. It's all been given by God. Let us pray. Our gracious Father and Lord God, we thank you. We thank you on today. For just being God We thank you for life Thank you for health Thank you for strength We thank you Lord Jesus For yet another opportunity To study your word together We thank you for another opportunity God Just to wake up In the land of the living We acknowledge God That had it not been for you God we don't know where we would be Had it not been for you We don't know what our life would be had it not been for you, we would still be lost and on our way to hell. Had it not been for you, we would still be determined to live life the way we think it should be lived. But God, we're grateful, grateful for Your Word, grateful, grateful for forgiveness, thankful for grace. We thank You, O oh God. Now, God, as we delve into Your Word on today. God, again, allow your word to, to penetrate our very being. Allow it to permeate where we are so that we can get where we need to go. God, we bless your name. We give you reverence. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Again, we just thank God for just huh, being alive. Everybody wasn't on the wake-up list today. But we were there. And so for that we're grateful. On this morning our travels take us to a familiar passage of scripture. In Philippians the fourth chapter. We're going to start at the eighth verse. Because it's just a couple of verses. We're going to read from a number of uh, versions of the Bible. Philippians 4. Starting at verse 8. So the Bible reads at verse 8, Philippians 4, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, this is the King James Version, by the way, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, Think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Let's read that again, this time from the Amplified Bible, starting at Philippians 4 and 8. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true. Whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious. If there's any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and model your way of living on it, and the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well being, will be with you. The Passion Translation reads it as follows Keep your thoughts continuously fixed on all that is authentic and real honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Put into practice the example of all you've heard from me or seen in my life. This is Paul speaking so that you know. And the God of peace will be with you in all things last one you know it's the message again Philippians 4 verses 8 and 9 summing it up friends I'd say you do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true noble reputable authentic compelling gracious the best not the worst the beautiful not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. And the word of the Lord is blessed. On this morning, I want to talk to you about the price of peace. The price of peace. Peace at whatever cost. The price of peace. I wonder what the price of peace is to you. Families are... Uh, Struggling, they're having challenges right now. Peace is under a constant attack. Is Joy is, is uh, basically being stolen by different things, or at least in danger of being stolen. What does the scripture say? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not doing that to... Uh, Ugly things or to things of no value. He's doing it to everything in our lives. And you all, until we recognize that the enemy is in this thing to put a wedge in, um, a family dynamic to try and destroy every good thing. He's trying to wear us down. He even tries to put a wedge in our relationship with the Lord. Huh. You know, sometimes our, the, the testing that comes with all of this, it, our faith may not be seen, but the heat of the testing can be felt. We get overwhelmed by circumstances. Honestly, it starts to work on our physical body and it starts to give in to the stress our minds get overrun with overload of of thinking little doubts become big worries fear tries to overtake faith you all but we have to understand Jesus is offering us grace and it's not just for sin but it's for the, the manifestations that come up from a sinful world. And so we have to recognize you all that God will give us peace that does what? Surpasses understanding. But that's only if you're willing to pray, pay the price for Peace. What is that price? You keep talking about the price of peace. What is it? First of all, peace will cost you your feelings. Yeah, peace costs us our feelings. See, it's our responsibility to control the direction of our thoughts. There was a study done one time that says the average person has more than 6,000 thoughts. A day. Yeah, you could probably have been a part of that study because I'm sure you have a number of thoughts every day. And if you consider the number of thoughts and ideas that a person has in a day compared to the command to uh, capture, uh, 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 take captive every thought, every thought this is the way the passion read. let me just read the way the Passion translation does in Second Corinthians ten and five. It says, Capture prisoners prisoners of war every thought and insist it bow in obedience to the anointed one. In other words, take captive every vain imagination, cast it down. How do we do that? It's only one way to do it, one thought at a time. Desmond Tutu used to say it's only one way to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. It's only one way to do this, and it's one thought at a time. You make the conscious decision to discipline your mind, to discipline your will, to discipline your emotions, to thinking only God thoughts and obeying his spirit. It will help us. To get the peace that's reserved for those who set their hearts on God. Price Peace will cost us our feelings and peace is acquired by praise. There was a story once about a little boy who his father told him to sit down. The little boy refused to sit down. Father told him. Again, sit down. Wouldn't sit down. So finally the father took him by the shoulders, picked him up, placed him in the chair. He said, Now you sit there. The boy said, I may be sitting down on the outside. Y'all know the story. But I'm standing up on the inside. You are it's not enough to speak faith, speak peace. But it has to resonate. Through our very inner being. Praise will rise from someone who gets that inner conflict that's going on because of rebellious thoughts. When you start to settle those, when you start to quell how your emotions respond to stuff, then you're able to give praise. Just saying the right stuff or even getting your thoughts to line up is not enough. You've got to give praise. Praise is what we do while we're waiting for God to come through. Peace is not a place where you just smile and grin and bear it. But the presence of God gives your heart a reason to praise before anything at all changes. So peace will cost us our feelings. Peace is acquired by praise. And lastly, you all, peace takes practice. Hmm. Peace takes practice. That's what we heard in verse 9 of Philippians 4. That we've got to put into practice what we've learned. It's not just getting your emotions in control it's not just singing praises but it means serving in the meantime yeah it does it means serving in the meantime it means that while we're waiting we need to be example an example to the world a life of peace is not available outside of full obedience to Christ not perfection let me say that, not perfection, but perseverance, striving, striving, not just, eh, it is what it is. No, striving there. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a place, and you've got to strive to get there. It's living in complete communion with God and trusting him with every outcome of our lives. When we get to the end of ourselves, when we lose control of everything and give God control, we find peace. Y'all, we can't fix it. We need to turn it over to God. Let go of our stinking thinking. Turn it over to God. Find our praise and praise God. And then we've got to love, encourage, and. And pray for others. Serve them. Why? Because that is the price of peace. Let's pray. Our Father God, we thank you. We thank you, God, for just this word reminding us that peace is a place that we should be in hot pursuit to get to. Help us to persevere and get to that place. We know it costs us our feelings. It deserves praise. And God, we need to be patient in our waiting. Help us to be our change agents. Help us to be change agents today in Jesus' name. God bless each and every one of you. Have an amazingly God blessed day in Jesus' name.